0: Hello and welcome to the Max Communications 2021 podcast, a series of podcasts where we explore various archives and collections. My name is Faith Williams and I'm joined today by Juliet Scott, Principal Consultant and Artist for the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations and Meg Davis, the Operations Manager. Hello to you both, how are you doing? How would you like to introduce yourself and talk about what you do at the Tavistock Institute?
1: Hi Faith.
0: Yeah, hi, Uh, well,
1: yeah, good to to be talking to you. Um, Yeah, a little bit about the Tavistock Institute. We're a social um, science organisation, not-for-profit charity. We've been going for over 70 years now, coming up for nearly 75 years. We do a number of different things, um, uh, but but based around kind of um, uh, really societal change. So uh, kind of helping uh, people with kind of uh, problems, um, you know, and through research, evaluation, organisational development and change projects and also through um, education and we also publish, we have a a journal, the the human relations journal. Yeah that's me,
2: yeah. Uh, And hi Faith, so I am the operations manager at the Tavistock Institute, I've been here for five years, Uh, I first got involved with the archive in my very first year, it was the first project I worked on, we we did a really big 70th anniversary festival that was based around the archive and and the paper archive specifically. Uh, So I was very involved with planning that. And then my role was kind of developed in terms of the Tavistock Institute archive into the Bourne Digital Collection uh, because the festival was so popular. um, And we had so many requests to see more up-to-date material so we realised that there was a really big demand for the digital material to be made available at Welcome. So I've been working on that since 2019, uh, which has been really interesting to work on the two process, you know, the paper and the digital at the same time.
0: So what type of material are you dealing with? You said it says paper and digital, but what kind of content is there? So it, it's really, it's a kind of record of
2: that
1: work over quite a long period of time. So it it really uh, varies. So in terms of kind of like physical material, um, the, the first phase of the project, which started in 2012, was the phase to kind of process um, basically thousands and thousands of boxes. Um, and those boxes were uh, they were kept in a, a storage facility uh, it wasn't a proper kind of archival facility they weren't easy to access and we were getting more and more requests uh from uh researchers basically who were kind of interested in in, in the material um and that was what kind of like really prompted us to take the project forward um, so that's the kind of physical content the the kind of um intellectual content or the records are really telling the story. So I was saying that we're a um, you know, we're a social science organization. Um our works about social science in action. So okay. they are records that really that tell stories of the kinds of projects that members of the institute were involved in from quite kind of early uh, um, from the 1930s onwards. And so these were psychoanalysts, um, they were um, sociologists, uh, they were anthropologists, they were a real kind of like eclectic group of people um, who were um, addressing kind of, um, you know, societal problems. So, kind of examples of that are things like um, war officer selection. So, this was in the kind of war period. So, understanding, you know, kind of recognizing that. Leadership wasn't necessarily a quality that was located in kind of the aristocracy, uh, that uh, leaders could be selected based upon their merit. And, you know, really these people bringing sort of rigorous methods to um, understanding those kind of processes and then bringing that into uh, selection of army officers. Um, and that was happening um, with the Navy and, and, and other organizations. And then moving on post war around civil resettlement. Um, And uh, people coming back from uh, war, traumatised, helping and supporting them to kind of move into their communities. And, you know, and so loads and loads of records of projects like that. And you can imagine how they kind of unfold. So then it went on to kind of questions of working with Unilever selection uh, uh, processes. So how do you sort of select people for kind of organisations? Seminal pieces of work around nursing and uh, what happens within the nursing environment and hospital environment around care, known as social defenses against anxiety, a uh, woman called Isabel Menzies List. So, I mean, it's rich, rich, rich. So, you know, there are many, many projects, aren't there, Meg?
2: Yeah, and we also, there's also a really interesting phase, uh, which I loved when I first started working on the festival. Uh, around market research and Mm. starting to realize that there was, uh, you could, I don't know if psychoanalyze is the right way to put it, but you could psychoanalyze people and match advertising to them to kind of target the advertising. So there are some really interesting reports where they did some um, experiments around who prefers what type of fish finger And uh, what do cat lovers and dog lovers, like how could they target pet food at them? And they're really in depth, they're not surface level. And and it's so, so interesting that the cat lovers one is really interesting as to how they characterize people that love cats compared to people that like dogs. In terms of the more up-to-date digital material, we have a lot more governance. So, it's a lot more about how the Institute actually functioned on a day to day basis throughout the 90s. Um, and there's also a lot about our professional development courses. So, we run a, a conference, a group relations conference, every single year um, called the Leicester Conference. And we have records of that from every year uh, going right back. And saying with lots of our modern day professional development courses. It's really interesting things like write-ups of how the course went and feedback from participants which so you know to read from the 1970s is particularly fascinating so yeah there, there's a lot in there and photos we have now in the digital collection which is really nice uh, colour images from from events
0: so does sound very eclectic what kind of <laughs> research requests are you getting you must get some really interesting. Inquiries.
1: Well, that I, I suppose because we don't, the, the collection itself now is is at the Wellcome Library, um, in, the, in the Wellcome collection, so part of our project was, um, um, you know, in a way a partnership with them to, um, for them to take the, the, the material and the reason that they were kind of interested in it was that it would kind of go alongside um, some key collections like um, John Bowlby uh, so psychoanalyst of the 20th century uh, Melanie Klein, uh, Donald Winnicott were kind of held in the collection so the Taberstock Institute's kind of work would kind of add to that so I think that um, you, you you know a lot uh, the, the kind of research interest the kind of uh, would would be in relation to that so people who were quite kind of preoccupied with that or interested in that kind of history, um, but also kind of interested in, um, in, in, in it tells a story, I suppose, of the 20th century. It tells a story of the social kind of preoccupations, what kinds of issues and things that were being kind of like worked through by society at particular times. So I think it's both a kind of historical record um, you know and a social record and then it's kind of also of interest to people who come from professions like psychoanalysis but also people who are interested in organizational development and change and understanding how that happens and who does it um but we're we don't know who's kind of where the requests are coming from because that's more in the domain of the reading room at at, at the library um but we've also been quite interested in other kind of access, so um, uh, kind of artists, um, uh, you know, dancers. We've got you know had a number of, um, and at the festival that Meg mentioned, we had an acting school who have done a number of kind of like really really fun reenactments, haven't they, of the uh, using going the students going into the archive. Researching the archive and um, then kind of like putting on a kind of performance. So one we did at our 70th anniversary festival, which was reenacting little vignettes, you know, from from those from these studies. Um, and then more recently, to coincide with the 70th anniversary of the NHS, we did a piece around nursing. We did that in the the reading room at, at, at the Welcome Library, and East 15 did, did that as well, looking into the kind of you know routines, ways, interactions, conversations that nurses would have on wards, and what those kind of perhaps told us about you know what what it means to be a nurse and the difficulties and challenges that kind of environment. Um, so those are the kinds of things, but we we've also so we also had um the will Viney, who from from Goldsmith's, who was very interested in a piece of work um that the institute did more recently um with the london lighthouse. and um where personalization of care for patients with HIV and AIDS was beginning to be sort of piloted and looked into. Um, and Will's got a real deep interest in that and is looking in it, into it and researching it in relation to cancer care in the current day. So, you know, uh, archival material informing kind of current work
0: as, as, as well as research practice. Yeah. So you've got a close relationship with the Wellcome Trust, but you mentioned before that obviously the the archive used to be sort of stored in boxes in a a corner almost. What challenges came about through that relationship and that project development? Um, Well,
2: I can speak probably a little more about the digital, the challenges we had with the digital, um, which essentially, was really challenging, because there's just so much of it. <laughs> because I suppose with the paper archive, there was a finite amount and it could be physically sorted. So yes, this is archival material, no, it isn't. Therefore we will store it somewhere else or we will shred it or whatever we decided to do with it. I think with the, the digital content, uh, we won a national scoping grant because uh, we're a not-for-profit so we needed to kind of fund that cataloging process so um, that was a real positive that came out of it the national scoping archive scoping grant um allowed us to fund students who could catalogue that digital material uh, that you know you save a word document 15 times maybe and all of them are on the server saved and it, The challenge was making that decision about where's the cutoff do you want the original version do you want the finished version Um, and which version is the finished version um so yeah that was a big challenge in terms of the the digital material Um, and also because it's a lot easier to keep it it's a lot easier to hold on to it so making those quite ruthless decisions about right we're going to transfer this to welcome, we're not going to retain it. It's a lot easier to say, well, we can do both because we've got a bit of room on the server. But that really goes against the the point of archiving, which is that you're archiving it and you're sending it to the welcome to be the custodians of it. If we keep it here as well, it's it's a bit of a cross-purposes. So that has been a challenge with the digital. And then, Juliet, you probably know a lot more about the challenges of the... The boxes, the millions
1: of boxes we had. Yeah, I think uh, the other thing I think in relation to the digital, just to is it's something about persuading our colleagues here about their their legacy, so that there is some sort of value in preserving all of this material. So, kind of what we were trying to do all along is like bring this project into the current day. You know, so it's not just about the old stuff; it's also about who we are as an organization right now, so that we have a kind of like dynamic kind of relationship with our past and our leg and our, our history. Um, but there's also people in the present day are kind of doing, you know, like majorly interesting pieces of work. I mean, we're currently doing a number of projects around sort of, you know, supporting um, organizations at the front line of COVID, you know, and kind of learning a lot. So I think that in the future those documents, you know, those will be interesting documents of these times, um, you know, um, uh, so so yeah, persuading people that their current work is kind of um valuable. Uh, Yeah, and then going into the challenges of the paper, I mean that just yeah, moving all of those boxes around. And we 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 very eccentrically right at the beginning of the project, um, one of our trustees gave us an empty space and we were able to kind of like uh, move all of the boxes into this kind of old Office with a kitchen, and uh, and uh, we'd go down to Teddington on a kind of you know like weekly basis and sort through all of these boxes and uh, uh, yeah, just moving them around was a challenge. Yeah, to do to do the initial sorting. Yeah,
0: wow, it yeah. sounds like you've done so could go on and on hard. about challenges. That's <laughs> incredible that you've you've kind of taken it from paper and then the early sort of digital born digital especially to this really strong relationship with, as you say, welcomer custodians of your archive, but you still have to curate it yourself. That's a lot of work. You've done really well. Uh, do, do you have any do you have like an, another dream in mind? Do you have any further that you want to go? Or are you happy with the progress that you've made so far?
1: I think we do. I I think we've I mean Meg, again the the, the festival was a wonderful event. So that was a kind of it was this thing that we that we it, it was in 2017 it was four days we had you know these performances we had what else did we have Meg we had um
2: well we had the material yeah, out was the thing. main thing in a really glorious uh church near Covent Garden called the Swiss Church which would just had beautiful lighting and When I joined the Institute, Juliet was very clear that the whole point of our archive is not that it just sits in the welcome being accessed by researchers who probably are already quite familiar with our work. The idea is that we want people who may not be familiar with our work to, to look into it because there are so many interesting pieces in there. So, yeah, the festival was really great in the fact that anyone could come in off the street um, and just have a look and and we did have people coming in and saying oh this is you know there were things about salary comparisons from the 1940s through to modern day and it was it's really relevant things like that Um, so that was yeah that was a big dream that we realized I think for the archive yeah and then all of the events were taking
1: place around the archival material so we would have dancers you know and people dancing and artists kind of improvising and material being thrown all over it and running different types of events, social dreaming, which is something that we've done quite a lot of work with with, with, with the archive. Um, but yeah, in terms of the future, we're, we're also having conversations. So at the moment working with a, um, a, a kind of research centre, a dance research centre and um, um, with an interest in what, um, uh dancers might you know kind of dancers might break into researching the archive because there's a lot of it's quite it's a bit intangible to explain but there's a lot of experiential learning in our tradition meg mentioned the leicester conference so these are kind of experiences that are run annually where the where we set up a temporary organization people enter in and they learn from the kind of interactions in the sort of present day so um what we're hoping yeah with this with this is that is to get a kind of research project going that maybe kind of starts to sort of access the archive using more embodied methodologies, so not not you know not kind of accessing using traditional research um, maybe using dance as a method of inquiry um, because to also kind of open up questions around access to the archive, but also thinking a little bit around what archives represent. so I think we have been quite. Our project has been quite challenging in that respect as well as what does it mean to work with an organization's history so i think we want to keep on with that and 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 on with different ways Um, and as an artist i've continued being part of the project is that i work i've been working with artifacts and objects from the archive myself so that's continued uh practice Um, but yeah we don't know with the born digital that that that, that it, it's a whole new thing of what that will mean because of course people will be able to they'll be able to access it differently won't they they won't need to be there physically and what will that open up in, in terms of possibilities and ways
2: of of, of 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 understanding our work yeah And as the institute's operations manager i would my my hope for the digital archiving is that we can avoid being in the situation we were in 2019, where we were looking at version one, version two, but we can start to kind of get our staff into a headspace of thinking about archiving when they're working on the project. So they're thinking about the outputs and they're already thinking this report is definitely something that would fit with the archive. Therefore, I'm gonna save it somewhere ready for archive and then say in you know, 10 years time or however long we think should be for confidentiality reasons, we can just say, look, here's all our archival material from 2021. Um, I think it is something that organizations, not just ours, all organizations will have to get their head around because we are just producing so many items, <laughs> online items that have to be stored on a server which uses a lot of electricity, which is not particularly good for the environment. And we can't just keep doing that. There has to be some way of sorting uh, this material. So this is the first stage, and I'm hopeful that it will lead to a, a more kind of streamlined process in terms of our, of our working.
0: Do you think that that fits in quite nicely with the Tavistock Institute um own sort of foundational goals you know human relations and how we relate to our past and um, our current processes and things like that it sounds like it slots in quite nicely to me yeah absolutely and
1: then that's that's what we've the whole project has tried to do that is that we've said that we would you know we we wouldn't the project would never be a kind of technical archiving exercise or cataloguing exercise it would be about really pushing the boundaries. It would be about asking questions about the past, the present, the future, our location in it, the work that we do. Also asking questions uh, around um, the library. So, you know, Welcome Library you work with, you know, what that institution um, and with its focus on kind of health and health science and what it means to hold an archive which is more about the Softer human relational processes, you know, that's telling all of those stories, but also have a kind of connection and a relationship with health and well-being, um, and how we all, you know, how 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 we all are as 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 humans and how we interact. So we have all the way through, and that was what the kind of festival was about as well: is making it participatory, making it dynamic, embodying, yeah, our principles in the way that we archive yeah quite difficult but we i think we've done it yeah we've held that integrity haven't we all the way through yeah Yeah.
2: and it has been you know that there is a challenge in keeping that alongside other organizational life because it is very easy to kind of say well that's the archive it's not going anywhere (laughs) you know that stuff's not going anywhere we can wait another three years until we sort it but but if we don't you know we get ourselves into a pickle so yeah. That has
0: been a challenge as well. So, through all of your sifting of material through such a, an eclectic archive, what are your favourite items? I mean, the, the cat person and dog person sounds quite interesting to me. What other gems do you have? <laughs> yeah, that's
2: a, I would recommend that one. That's, it's really interesting. <laughs> I'm a cat person, definitely, after reading that report. <laughs> um, I really like the Leicester Conference. Uh, documents because I've worked on the conference in an administrative role uh, for the past couple of years and and plan to do so again this year fingers crossed Um, and it's just really interesting because we produce similar documents in today you know in in the modern conference but the use of language is completely different the way that we would discuss participants now is is completely different so looking back at those older versions is it's just like a timeline of <laughs> human society essentially and how people interacted with each other and it's just really interesting yeah, I think that yeah, the
1: consumer reports um the archivists loved the consumer reports um when 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 we did the kind of cataloguing and the, the pet foods and the fish fingers and all of those kinds of things. And they, they were telling a story about um uh, attitudes really and, and changing attitudes, particularly uh in relation to women and housewives and you know the types of the products that they were um that they were they were using and, and why. Um my favourite pieces, I think, are I it's not really one, but I the, the there are a lot of handwritten reflective notes, which um is really a core principle, so you know, of the way that we work, talking this sense of um understanding this, the psychoanalytical, understanding what's going on in yourself. And so people, when you're when you're researching, because that's as much part of the Um, you know the the situation you know you can't kind of sit and look at it from the outside and so there are things like um, projects where actual research projects where the researchers went to sea. you know they got on the boats and um, they and you know young women in the 1970s who would end up in port you know with a whole bunch of sailors who were, you know, probably jumping off the boat to do some quite unsavoury things. Um, and the, but the notes are just full of like, just visceral detail, you know, like, it was stormy, you know, I felt sick, you know, like right down to the, you know, like every single moment, everyone was behaving because of the storm, people were behaving like idiots, or they were all shut up in their cabins. You know, but but just day after day of these kind of
0: notes is my favorite thing. Yeah, I am definitely going to have to check out your material at the Welcome. <laughs> is it is it all available online, or do you have to go to the physical library to see some of it? You do have to go to the
2: physical library um, to to view it at the moment. I think uh, Welcome are going through a bit of a process at the moment of digitising a lot of material probably accelerated by COVID, I imagine. Um, so we're hopeful, especially with some of the, the digital material as well, that that can be made available online. Uh, so at the moment, yeah, you have to go through the Welcome Library. And I think that they reopened on May 17th. So they are open for bookings.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for talking just today. It's been really interesting hearing about what we do at the Tavistock Institute as you said Julia it kind of really showcases how we've come forward in our society over the past century sort of attitudes to management and psychology and our world is totally different than it was a hundred years ago even so it's really exciting that you have all this material that documents that Um, and it sounds like the partnership with the welcome really has helped showcase your material it's been very positive Thank you to both, Juliet and Meg. Been a real delight. Thanks, Faye. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye.